Very exciting episode of the Morning After Podcast with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews because today we are discussing your first time. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, no, 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 no. You think you thought, no, 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 no. Just like, like, like momentous occasions in your life. Your first time. Actually, no, okay. Oh. Okay, so, so maybe that does have a little bit to do with it. Here's why. We saw this story on Monday, and we wanted to talk about it on the radio so bad. But it just, we, we, we can't. You know, there are things we talk about on the podcast that are just meant for the podcast. But there is a new phrase that, you know, there's a new word now that everyone is offended by. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The word virgin or virginity is now considered offensive by our friends over at Cancel Culture. I do have a question, though. Why? Why is that offensive? Well, like, you know, a lot of people, when you when you say the word like, oh, you're a virgin, like yeah. it's it's it's, you know, when people say it, usually there's a uh, like a shocked or a, or a demeaning tone in the voices. But I'm just telling you what the Internet told I can't, me. Yeah, I'm like, I don't get but it. But it's just it's okay. just honestly, it's just a descriptive word. It's just, OK, you're very means you never had sex before. But they're saying that that word is now offensive. And instead of saying, are you a virgin? What they want you to do is say, have you had your sexual debut yet? <laughs> <laughs> I almost titled this podcast sexual debut, but I didn't want oh, to get a little boy. Bit, I didn't want to get that crazy with it. Well, first of all, um, hold on just a minute. First of all, when you say sexual debut, gosh darn, that sounds like it was something special. Like it was I, really it's, <laughs> quite a performance. It sounds like there are trumpets in the background. <laughs> right. I don't know if I've ever shared the story on the podcast. Not of my sexual okay, debut. I don't want to know about your sexual <laughs> debut. But my, you know, my mom was always very blunt. Like she wanted, she was very nosy. And by that, I mean, she was a good mom. Like she made sure she knew what was going on in my life, whether I liked it or not. And so what she started doing, like around 15 years old, she just started asking me, like every six months, she'd just go like, it'd be random conversation. She'd just go, hey, you know, like, hey, good morning. Go, hey, good morning, mom. Hey, you still a virgin? Like she would just, she would just go for it. And because she wanted to know. So, and I am a terrible liar. So when the time came that I was no longer that, she, no, don't make the, I saw your face. You wanted to make a joke. Um, when, when I wasn't anymore, the first time she asked me, she totally caught me off guard, which I knew was her plan. But she's like, hey, you know, have you had sex yet? And I, and I got real red, and I just went, um, um, no. no. <laughs> and she's like, liar. Like, she totally got me on it. But um. And then did it lead to a further discussion, or was that the end of it? Oh, oh, she was little. Okay, you guys, this is my mom. This is how she is. And I love your mom. She is very open. You guys have a very open relationship. Yeah, she was like, she was like okay, go get your condoms. You better be using them. Which, God bless my mom. She didn't want me to be a teenage yep. parent. She yep. didn't want me to have an MTV special, and I appreciate that from her. Sure. Anyway, um, I brought. so I thought it'd be fun today in honor of changing the word from virginity to sexual debut, <laughs> unless you don't want to. This America, you do what you want. Uh, we thought we would talk about some other debuts. Yes. <laughs> the other times are cherries. Never mind. That's oh also my, no, too can't far. Think. Too Sorry, much. That's too, too much. Too far. Okay. So, so we'll talk about some other debuts, some other first times, and we'll just kind of go around the room here. Do you remember your first pet? Here's the thing. When I grew up, we had pets all the time. We had random dogs, cats, whatever. Don't ask me where we got them. Don't ask me what happened to them. We did not have the way I have my pets now. We didn't have them like that when I was little. Like my dog Oscar right now, we got him when he was a brand new puppy. Mm-hmm. We will have him. He's... A, Sadly, he's almost there. We will have him till the last day of his life. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you everything about this dog's existence. I can't tell you about those dogs. It was just like one day they would just disappear. 
Or one day we would just have three cats. You know what I mean? So to tell you about my first pet, the the first one I remember was, I don't even know. I tell you, we had random. Okay. I don't know. That's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, I know we had a Doberman, not a Doberman. What's the black and white? The the Dalmatian. Okay. And he bit me in the head when I was little (laughs) because I was trying to get into his food. I can tell you that story, but I don't remember that dog at all. It's terrible. What about you, Tater? Do you remember your very first pet? Uh, dog's name was Butch. I don't know what kind it was. Well, I didn't. It, it passed on early in my life, but I remember this vividly. Uh, one time, it it chewed up a bird, Ooh. and it came walking inside, and it was like lip was all hanging down, and it was drooling all over the place. It had its beak stuck in its gums, and my dad, <laughs> my dad had to take him to the vet, mm. and he. He always had his lip out like this because they had to do surgery on him, so he kind of was walking around like that. You know no one can see your lip, right? But that's why I'm doing this, so you guys can understand. Like, hey, yo, Rock, you know, like Rocky. Pete's a pretty good picture. Yeah, so his name was Butch. But then the dog, (laughs) I know, right? Uh, The dog that I vividly remember is Isabel. I called her Izzy. She was a Cocker Spaniel, and I loved her. She was my best friend growing up. And did you have her for... From the beginning of her life till the end of her life, that kind of thing? Yes, I did. And yeah. it's one of those things that I kind of wish we could have took it, you know, took to the old person's home. You mm-hmm. know, um, she she lived a good life, though. Mm. Good. Uh, I remember my first dog, Max, growing up. I got him when I was in elementary school. I couldn't tell you the exact year, but I remember the way that my parents introduced or told me we were getting a dog. It was a Christmas present, but it wasn't those inhumane Christmas presents where you put a puppy in a box who's got to be terrified. I don't, I don't like when people do that. But what they did was they wrapped up a giant bag of, of kibble and so and put it under the Christmas tree. And so they gave it to me and I opened it. I remember it was actually it was Kibbles and Bits was the brand. So I opened up the bag of Kibbles and Bits and I saw that's what it was. And they're like, and they were so excited to see my reaction. I think she was even had like a camcorder back in the day. And she was like, here, here you go. It's a bag of dog food and i just didn't get it it did not compute in my head you're like wow what did i do that was so wrong so that i got dog food i asked her, my mom's like do you know what this means <laughs> and i i didn't know no. and, I, and my honestly my first guess was is this my new punishment if i do something uh, bad or if i say a cuss word uh, like instead of getting my mouth rinsed out with soap i had to eat dog food and she's like no we're getting a dog and i'm like <laughs> and it was like two days later. My, she had him picked out a right little golden retriever mix. And it was Max. It was my first dog. He was awesome. That's I remember sweet. poor Max because we got him like right as I started watching pro wrestling. And so I really did like to practice wrestling moves on him, which is terrible. terrible. I feel so bad about that now. But he would like play with me. But then if I tried to hit him with a, you know, the stone cold stunner too hard, he'd be like, all right, I'm done. Like, get me away from that you. Haven't. He was the best. I mean, that, honestly, that's my Oscar. We've had him again since he was a puppy. And the kids were... I mean, my daughter was a newborn when we got him, and that's all he knows. That's all he knows is to have the kids jumping on him and wrestling with him. So I think Max probably enjoyed that. I hope he did, man. But I felt bad. But and and I remember the saddest. I'm I'm, I'm going to get a little emotional here. But when 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 Max left us, I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. It was the he passed away the night after Barack Obama got elected into office, and so that was. Um, and no, you. Political people. No, I'm not saying, oh, it's Obama. So I'm not saying that. That just happened. I just, that's how I can remember the day because he won on election night and then the next night he passed away. And by that time, I had started my radio career. And so I lived about 250 miles away. And so I wasn't there when he passed. Mm. And so, but because of that, it wasn't as sad for me as it probably should have been. Um, and I remember my, uh, 
the next time I came down after he'd passed, I was bringing a, uh, I, I, was, I was bringing a girlfriend with me. It was a significant relationship I was in. It was, it was time for her to come down and meet mom. And so the first time I brought her was also the first time that Max wasn't there. Yes. And so I walked in the front door and we were early. I know like mom, we, we had pulled in and mom was like going to be home in an hour. She was finishing up at work or whatever. And so we pulled in, I walked in the front door and I knew Max was gone, but just for one second, I forgot. And so I opened the door and I walked in and I was just, I just went meh. That's, and that's all. Yeah. And then that's when I tell you that it hit me hard, yeah. I felt so bad for my oh, poor yeah. girlfriend who's there with me. Like, as I walk into my mom's house, her first time ever at my mom's house, she's about to meet my mom in an hour. We're there by ourselves. And I just go, Oh, yeah. When I met Matthew, he had our, our boxer who had passed when Jules was born. Um, he So he was two when I met him. And that that's honestly the longest stretch I had ever had with a pet. So to me, he was the, the first dog I remember you mm-hmm. know, his most of his life. And we put him down. And again, we had a newborn. Our life was completely chaotic. We, we totally didn't need to add any more chaos. But it was like I couldn't handle not hearing the little tap of his claws on the floor, just slurping water. It kind of sounds that you don't think that you would miss or that you even notice on a day-to-day basis, but when they're not there, or just that presence. Like I said, you walk in, you just expect the dog to greet you. Mm -hmm. So we had to get a dog right away. Hey, both my dogs now, by the way, aren't run-to-the-door dogs. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's so weird what they do because, you know, Katie works from home, Yeah. so she'll be in her home office, and I... And I like that. I want to be jumped on and trampled yeah, by my dogs. I'm surprised they're not like that because your dogs are very playful. They're especially Dolly, our Aussie, who's just full of energy. But she, they wait for me to come to them, and then I'll make eye contact with them. <laughs> and Dolly's ear, her ears go back, and her she can't control the how wiggle. much her butt wiggles. She's so excited, <laughs> but she won't come to me until I go Dolly, or I, or I if I like sit down on the floor, and then she'll just go. Then she'll have, you know, the, the dog panic, the, yeah. the spaz attack, and she'll run. She'll grab a toy. She has to bring me a toy. Right. And then she'll and tackle my now, face. Now, what if I came to the door? What if someone comes to your front door? Do they go to the door then? They'll bark, and then they'll try to, like, meet you at the door, but then, like, they'll run to the door, and then when you open the door to let you in, they'll try to, like, run outside to greet you, but then once you step in, they'll run, like, all the way back to the kitchen, yeah. and then back and forth, and then they'll want to go outside and run around. Huh. Like, they're just dumb. Anyway. We're talking about first times here on the podcast in honor of virginity now no longer being called. You're not allowed to call it virginity. It has to be a sexual debut, according to the cancel culture. Uh, first time, and let's. I want to broaden this horizon. Tell me about the first time. Debut, please. Tell me about your <laughs> debut when you had to interact with the police. Oh, boy. And what I mean by that, yeah, it could be arrested, could be pulled over for a ticket. Does you know, being born count because my dad was a cop? No. <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> no. Uh, accident, speeding ticket. You had to call 911. Your first encounter with the police. So I remember I had not had my license very long, maybe a year, maybe. And I had a bunch of girlfriends in the car, and we're driving down Main Street in my hometown, and we got the music going and the windows down, and we're laughing and just having the best time of our lives. And I just wasn't paying attention to my speed at all. And I Mm -hmm. think it was like a 25, 30 mile an hour zone, and I was going like 45. Mm -hmm. So I remember... I, I, the, the cop comes up behind and it's just, it's even to this day, it's startling, you know, it just, you get so nervous and pull over and, you know, he kind of, he gives, he gives me a ticket and I was just so upset, so terrified. I didn't want my dad to find out. So I, my girlfriends and I all pooled our money and we were, I was just going to pay the ticket and it was, it was not great. I mean, it was points and it was a pretty good sized ticket, whatever. 
And then, I don't know, ultimately, I ended up going to my dad with it. And I'm glad I did because he ended up getting me out of it. And oh, there was yeah, no yeah. points and no whatever. But I I was just so scared to tell him. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so dumb. I'm always, I was always growing up scared to tell my dad stuff. But when I did, no matter what it was, he was he had my back. And he was there. And he helped me get out of it. You know what I mean? It's like. But it was terrifying. I thought, oh my God, he's going to yell at me. It's so it's 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 a cool moment in life when you learn that you don't have to keep secrets from your parents because even if it's like something, maybe if it's if it's bad news, I mean if it's bad, you did something, you messed up, yes. right? They they and they'll be upset, but they will they have your back. They, they do. Will get and he you was mad. You know what I mean? He was absolutely mad, but he totally had my back. He yep. helped me, you know, and, and I want, I tell my kids that all the time because I think about memories like that. And I'm like, just, just know there's nothing we can't work through. Mm-hmm. You tell me whatever it is. We'll figure it out. And you like, you, I'm going to be in trouble. It's going to be the end of my life. No, no it's not. Be, no, like, you, no, might, you not. are probably going to get in trouble, but it's not going to be the end of your just life. Just take it because yeah. your parents will respect you more if you just own up to it. Like your totally. punishment will be less severe. All right. I'm nervous about this, but here we go. Tater, tell us about your first encounter with the police. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, I didn't get in trouble, so I'll just tell you the right off the bat. But we were driving in my very first car that I owned, the Chevy Caprice Classic. It was an old cop car, actually, from the 80s. Did it have the thing where the mirror, you know, where the light, did it have, like, the, the, the thing? The spotlight yeah. above the rearview mirror. No, I didn't have that, but, it, you know, it was an older one, so they took that out. And I remember we were driving. It was me and my friends. We were not doing anything wrong, and I'm being honest about that. We're But we were driving in a part of the city where you shouldn't be at that time of night yes. if you are teenagers and you look the way that we look. So we were driving around there, <laughs> and uh, this cop pulls us over, and I'm like, what did we do? And he comes up, and he taps on the window. My driver's side window did not roll down in this car. So I opened the door, and I hit him square in Square in the, let's say it, balls. I had him right in the balls. It's a podcast. You can say nuts, balls, testicles, oh, nuts whatever ball. you want to say. Well, my dad called him Jagoidas. I'll, I'll say that. He okay. hit him right in the Jagoidas. And he looks at me, and he was like, son, why are you opening up your door and not rolling down your window? I go, well, it doesn't work. He goes, I need you to step out of the vehicle. Yep. Oh, and I said, boy. okay, fine. And then he he's, and this is what I hear at the end of the conversation that my that the cop winked at my friends and smiled like they, he knew he was gonna mess with me. Oh. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, and he goes, uh, "All right, stand over here. I'm gonna take the keys out of the ignition because th- this is a 1984, so it had two keys, one for the trunk and one for the ignition. And right when he's about to take the keys out of the ignition because he wants to quote check my trunk for dead bodies. Yeah, I'm like, uh huh. He goes, uh, if I take the keys out, we'll start up again. I'm like, oh, this guy got jokes. This guy. So he takes the keys out, and he opens up the trunk. And there's just like a bunch of nonsense we would buy from Goodwill, a bunch of you know high school nonsense. And he searches through it, and he goes, all right, no dead bodies. And he shuts the trunk, and he goes, I don't ever want to catch you out here again. Get in the car. Oh, my God. And then we're walking back, and he goes, and then I can hear the handcuffs. And then that's when everybody starts laughing, and he starts laughing. I'm like, because I, I seriously thought I was going to get arrested for something. Uh, but he was really telling you to get the hell out of that part of town. because yeah. you, were you Was it East St. Louis? Is that where you were? No, it wasn't East St. Louis. It was like uh, Venice, which was not a very good area. Okay, but right. one of our friends lived close to that area, so gotcha. that's why we were over there. But, yeah, it, definitely not a good area. <laughs> I, I remember a month or two after I got my driver's license, and I was, I was one of the – I don't get – this generation of of teenagers who don't want to get their license right away. I don't get that either. Well, and I, and, and, and I say I don't get it. Yes, I do. They have smartphones. They can FaceTime their friends whenever they want. But like we, the only way we could see our friends before face, you know, you had to go see your friends. Yeah. So, um, but even just the freedom of I just want to get out of the house, you know. But totally. I uh, hear that. So I'm I I was very excited to get my driver's license. I got it. My very first car, stick shift. 
and uh, I just I'm driving over to my buddy Willie's house. He lives five minutes away, and uh, I've I've been to his house a million times. I I think I could literally drive from my mom's house to his where his parents still live with my eyes closed to mm-hmm. this day. Um, so I, I understand the nooks and crannies of the neighborhood, and so I, naturally, when you're when you're more comfortable in an area because you've driven it a thousand times, you, you tend to drive a little faster. So for me, it was a speeding ticket, but I'll never forget it. It was a forty-two in a twenty-five. Yeah, and it was a neighborhood speeding ticket, so it was a lot. And I just remember seeing the lights behind me, and then I'm like, because <laughs> when it's your first time getting pulled over, it is it's an experience you've never dealt with it before. So I remember going, I see the lights, and I go. Oh, no, there's a cop behind me. I need to pull over so he can get past me. And so I pull over. <laughs> and he follows you. And he pulls over. <laughs> and for a second, I'm like, what is this idiot doing? Like, oh doesn't he know gosh. he has to get to the emergency? And I'm like. <laughs> oh, I am the emergency. Oh, wait a minute. And then, then it kind of dawned on me. I'm like, oh, no. And here's the best part. So growing up, across the street from me, there was a a, a, a boy. He's about let's say 10 years younger than me. So growing up, I would I would babysit him. So he was. You know, so I was 16, so he was like six or seven, enough to have a conversation with. And he was with me in the car because I was in charge of watching him. And I just, and I, and I, I wasn't going over to Willie's to do anything crazy. I was just going to hang out for a little bit, and we were coming right back. Anyway, so he pulls me over, and I've got, so I, and it was fine. I got a speeding ticket. He's like, you know, I, okay, you're 16, you're brand new. Well, welcome to St. Peter's, Missouri. We're going to get you if you be if you're speeding. And I'm like, all right, that's fair. But I had to go not only tell my mom, which mm-hmm. I did. I had to go tell his mom that I technically endangered the life of her child oh. because I was speeding with him in the car. To be honest, that would be worse. Yeah. And she was, she was like, she gave me, she, she, I think in her, like, thinking out as an adult now, I think she was just like, you know, okay, whatever. But she kind of let me have it just, I think, to further initiate the yeah. cop's point of, hey, don't be speeding with you have my son in the car. And, right. That was a tough little lesson. And you to weren't learn. going 80, you know. I mean, you were you were speeding. But I was going were... 17 over yeah. the, the posted speed limit, which is which is no joke. But anyway, that's my first encounter with the police. All right, so now let's talk about first apartments or first time you lived outside of your parents' home. Yeah. I should say, living on your own yeah, or with a roommate, where you you pay the rent for the first time. Yeah, I'd like to start with producer Tater because I can only imagine how filthy your first place was. Well, I lived with other guys. Well, I lived with other guys, so that's oh my God. that was a pigsty anyway. So I live with my friend uh, Chris. We call him C Money, and uh, down in the basement is where I used to live, and now that's where the shower was and the sump pump. So my friend Chris would always walk down, <laughs> and he would pee in the sump pump, and he would be in the stand-up shower, and I'd have to hear that every day. And if you remember, this is the place that had the saloon doors that squeaked open and the story that I told before. Now, for some reason, the sump pump backed up one day and got water all over the basement. And so I had to move from the basement up to my friend's um, room right next to him. And I got out of there soon because he he and his girlfriend were very loud. Did you ever <laughs> live on your own, like 100% completely by yourself uh, before now? No. Okay. Because after that, I, I moved in with... Uh, my girlfriend's parents to save up money because I was going to broadcast center. You know that in St. Louis. And so for radio, I knew I probably would have to move. And so I wanted to save up money and then we got an apartment and then I moved here. So what do you prefer living by yourself or having a roommate situation? The roommates are cool, but then they're also can be, let's be frank assholes. (laughs) Well, I think for me, it was just, there are times you just want to be by yourself. You know, you just want to lay on the couch 
and, and I feel like that when you have when you have a roommate, you just are always aware of what the other person's doing. Right. I remember, Jenny, you talked about growing up how even when you just had your room in your parents' house, you kept it clean because you enjoy being able to have that control. Oh, yeah. So like. I'm excited to hear about your first apartment or whatever. I mean, mine feels very bougie compared to what Tater just described. (laughs) (laughs) My roommate, Jill, and I, we moved from Maryland down to South Florida, and we got a very cute apartment. And it was, honestly, I think it was brand new or really close to brand new. So it was very nice, fresh white paint on the walls, this gray carpet. It was delightful. No, but it was just super fun. I just remember, because I didn't get that college experience, and to me, this, I guess, was that for me. But just that feeling of, wait a minute, we can do whatever we want, whenever we want. We don't have, wait a minute, like no one's going to be waiting up for us. We don't have to be home at a certain time. I just remember so distinctly how free that felt. And this is my place. Like I can do, I can decorate it how I want, or I can like lean my bed unmade if I want to. I mean, it was just, I remember those feelings so strongly and it was a very cool feeling. There's no way you left your bed unmade though. No, I was totally OCD. Everything yeah. looked tiny all the time. <laughs> actually, she was really, she to this day, she's just really good at decorating and stuff. So we actually, it was very cute. We even had, we had curtains and we had a nice black leather couch. It was just, uh, it was real cute. Gosh darn delightful is what yeah, it was? Yeah, it was gosh darn delightful. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, me, I, I lived with my mom up until I, I did the radio school. And so I lived at home then. And then once I got my first job, I had to move out. So it was Lebanon, Missouri. And unlike South Florida, not a lot of apartment options available. In Lebanon, Missouri. As a matter of fact, pretty much it's house or nothing. But a couple of properties there were, and these are these are more popular, I think, in small towns. But they take some houses and they'll split them up into like four units. Right. And so that was my first experience. My I'll never forget this. My first studio apartment in Lebanon, Missouri, 2006. My rent. People's jaws are going to drop. Two hundred seventy-five dollars a month. Wow. For my first rent. Plus so, utilities are included. It had to be plus I don't remember. Yeah. I, I, but my, my utilities, I was, I was just on one corner of the house, and my utilities were like 30 bucks a month, like something like I remember my car payment, $150 a month. Like it was awesome. Yeah. It was it was a cool place. Anyway, it, it, it was a studio apartment. It was really just a bigger living room with, and then there was a little nook carved out where the where the queen bed was there, and that was great. And then um Little kitchen, little bathroom, but I'm a bachelor living by myself. I didn't need a big kitchen or a big bathroom. And if you're like me, it didn't really matter. It was just so cool to have your own space. Mm-hmm. I I mean, it was a pretty good size apartment, a two bedroom apartment, but honestly, it could have been teeny tiny. It just it was it was fun. I remember do you remember um how and this is oh my gosh, you you almost hate yourself now, but how cool it was at the time the first time you got a bill, but your name was on it yeah. and you were and you felt like that okay, was fun the first time. <laughs> Here. And the bills kept coming. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was cool. For, and then, oh, oh, they sent you know, another <laughs> one here. But I remember, I remember having to. Uh, I, I was feeling very cool because I did have a pretty low rent, and I got, I did all right negotiating my first radio deal. So I was able to save up. I was good with my money. I was able to save up, and I remember that's when I went to buy my first uh, flats for HDTV. Yeah. So I remember getting having to call. It was Dish Network. I called Dish Network. Hey. Hey, this is Mike Keller. Yeah, I'm only 20 years old and I live on my own, but I want you guys to know that I'm going to need you to send a guy out to install an HD satellite dish. (laughs) Not just the standard satellite dish, the HD satellite dish. Because, you know, the satellite dishes, when HD came out, you had to get the big oval one. Sure. You couldn't just get a little round one. You had to get the big oval one. So, yeah. I had a 32-inch flat screen. I'd watch SportsCenter in HD in you my first go, apartment. Mike. I, I'm just sitting here thinking about how cool I sound right now. Like, totally. how, how did I get so awesome? Anyway. Uh, first time, this will be fun. Tell me about your first friend. 
I remember this very distinctly. Um, I'm sure I had friends prior to this, but this is the one I remember. We had moved into a new neighborhood. I was in probably second grade, and I didn't. I my dad really wanted me to have a friend in the neighborhood, and and I, and I wanted to play. You know, I just didn't happen to see any little girls that looked my age or whatever. But one day, this little redheaded girl turns out her name was Julie. And she was walking down our street in front of our house. And we, we lived kind of up on a hill. And my, my dad spotted her. And he was like, hey, if you did this now, oh, my God, they would call the police. He was like, hey. He's like, girl, little girl. He's like, come up here. First of all, like, today, hey, little this, girl, come up this here. This would never work in today's world, right? And she, bless her heart, just marched right up to us. And I'll just never forget that. He was like, hey, what's your name? She's like, Julie, terrified. And I'm going, Jenny and we became that was our introduction. My dad did it, and then we just played from there on out. We were the best of friends. Be Jenny's friend. Oh, no, I mean, it was pretty much that. Hey, she needs a friend. She doesn't know anybody. Want to be friends? Sure. Yeah, we did. We had sleepovers and just lots and lots of fun memories with her. That is awesome. Yeah. His name was Noah, and he he had curly hair, and then he used to stick his two middle fingers in his mouth, not suck on his thumb. <laughs> He used to suck on his two fingers, and he would sw- and he would sw- with the other hand swirl his hair and watch TV. That was like the weirdest thing I've ever seen anybody do. That's not a serial killer, which I maybe he grew up to be one. Who knows? It's only because- weird when you're like 25 and you're still doing that. But when you're a little kid, it's all right. Yeah. So he used to do that. Maybe he did grow up to be a serial killer. Who knows? <laughs> but I don't. Ha- I don't have no clue where he is. He is right now. But his dad. I just remember his dad used to do the same thing now that was the weird Wait, thing his dad sucked the fingers and everything and twirled the not, hair? not his kids fingers i mean i hope not That's so just, his, so his grown adult father would put his two middle fingers in his mouth and suck on them mm-hmm. yeah and he had like this this lump in his armpit too used to hang down and okay, i'm like I, I, I can't. I the can't. weirdest people in the world Oh, I could probably beat some of those stories we grew up with some weird people around us i told you i had a babysitter her husband's name was chug what not Chuck. Chug. Chug. Like I'm gonna chug this beer. Right. Chug. Chug a chug a choo choo. Yeah, we came across some very weird people in my childhood, but that's another day. That's another podcast. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to hear more about Chug. We'll save that for next week. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna write that down. Tell me about Chug. I remember that. Now we're here. I'm You're just gonna t- go. No, 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 no. That's All right, next, next week. Next week, fine. Next All week, right. make sure you babysitter. Subscribe. Fine. Give us five stars if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please. Uh, uh, my first friend, still uh, friends to this day. Uh, I love the guy. My buddy Willie. Uh, I think that's very cool, by the way, that you're still friends to this day. We met in first grade, Fairmount Elementary out there in St. Peter's, Missouri. Uh, We met in Latchkey. Everybody go to Latchkey. Latchkey was, uh, you had to be, if if your parents didn't get off work, you know, your parents got off work at five, but school was over at three. There was that after school care option, Latchkey. It's called different things, different places. That's what it was called there. And so, yeah, we were a couple of Latchkey kids, and we just, we ended up having the same third grade teacher. But then in fourth grade, we moved, and I moved to a, a like the next school district. Oh, not oh, just the next school, the next district. Yeah. But for whatever reason, we kept in touch, and we keep we keep in touch to this day. I think if you, I think he'd be as flabbergasted if we ever sat down and discussed it. I think we'd both be flabbergasted, and just because we have nothing in common, even down to what we look like. Like when I tell you that Willie is this big, tall, buff, black dude, mm-hmm. military. Completely ripped six five, and I'm just this lazy bum who eats like crap. And we've led completely different lives, but we've just always kept in touch. And even if it's one of those things, you understand this, where you don't talk for six months, whatever, you just pick right back up where oh, you left yeah. off. I remember the day I told him I got, in, you know, I, I was like, hey, 
I think I told him I'm planning on proposing to Katie, and he's like, dude, let's go. And, you know, we had made the pact in elementary school that, you know, you know, I'll be your best man, you'll be my best man. So when we got engaged, I, I called him, I think, the next day, and I had Katie on, like, I had him on speakerphone, and Katie was next to me. I'm like, hey, bud. He's like, what's up, man? Because I didn't tell him when I was actually going to do it. And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm just sitting here with my uh, fiance, Katie. And he's like, wait, what? And I'm Aww. like, yeah. And he's like, you did it. Oh, dude, that's awesome. That's the hockey. Oh, my God. Like, he got all excited about it. And it was awesome. And I said, you know what that means? He's like, Shh, man, you just tell me the date and I'm there. Aww, and, and, and sure. Good. So when, as soon as we had the date knocked down, I texted him. I said, June 2nd, 2017. He's like, I'll book a flight tomorrow. He booked a flight like a year in advance. It was awesome. That's awesome. And he and he was there. He's always been there. Actually, it's funny. So Katie and I, you know, we're still got like I, the family. Our family's been real good. Like, so Katie and I aren't parents and we've been married now for four years. And our parents have always been real cool about they've never really pressured us to uh, to have kids. But when I tell you that Willie's Willie. mom. <laughs> oh, his mom. Willie's <laughs> mom. Because you know, she grew up like a second mother to me. Yeah. Has no shame. Like, and like she's, I'd say probably like two years ago, we went over to his house because he was in town. So we went over and I saw her and I would say hi and give her a big hug. And she loves Katie. She just loves that. Like, I've got this wife. And because, so, you know, she's seen me grow up since I was in first yeah, grade. Sweet. <laughs> when I tell you that we were sitting in their kitchen and she's just like, why don't you have babies yet? <laughs> she was so blunt about it. <laughs> and I know she means well when she says that. And so yeah. I just said, I said, Evelyn, I'll tell you, so there's something about, you know, when we sit down, sometimes the house is just quiet. It's kind of nice. And she's like, I get that, but y'all need to be pregnant already. Like, she has no shame about it, but I love her for That's it. Sweet. And, and oh my gosh, like, whenever, whenever Katie and I have kids, um, she's one of the people that I can't wait to tell mm-hmm. because she will lose her She'll mind. Be excited. And I can't <laughs> wait about it. This has been fun. Like, I am enjoying so much just going over like random firsts we've had in our lives. Uh, debuts. Excuse me. I am offended by first. Sorry. My, so we've talked about our friendship debuts, our paying our own rent and bills debuts, That's... our debut encounters with police officers, uh, our debuts with pet. Um, how about our, uh, I would say, I would ask you about your first job, but instead I'm going to ask you about your employment debut. Thank you. Because job is offensive, so right. employment is better. Right. Uh, my first job was Whoa. At- <laughs> I'm sorry. My first place of employment was TCBY. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Your employment debut. My employment de- Thank debut. Thank you. TCBY, the country's best yogurt. And I w- worked behind the counter and I served up yogurt to all the people. And it was a lot of fun. I actually love that job. And that's how my, I knew my husband and I were meant to be soulmates because his first job was at TCBY too. Really? Totally different states and such. But isn't that weird? I don't think I ever knew that about, about him. Yeah. I didn't know his first job was... T- I thought you were going to say like his first job was like Baskin Robbins or like some sort of rival ice cream company. No, no. we were the frozen yogurt because, you know, ice cream has more calories so he couldn't work at an ice cream place. I'm kidding. Okay. Sort of. Matt, Matt, your husband's <laughs> the kind of guy who'd uh, walk in to the ice cream shop. Do you have the, blo- the broccoli ice cream? Do you know what he did yesterday? Just a little aside here. Who cares? Yeah. So... You know me. I will have a sweet treat at any given time. Like, let's go get ice cream every day. Andy's frozen custard all day. So last night we ate dinner, and he gets two ice cream sandwiches out of the freezer, which the kids primarily eat those, although I will partake. He never does. Of course. He gets two. He throws one at me and then, you know, goes to eat one himself. And I actually pushed it back because I had just eaten it, and I just wasn't ready for dessert. And he got offended. He's like, "What? why why don't you want that? (laughs) He's like. And I just felt like, welcome to my world. Because I always try to get him to cheat and just to eat something stupid, and he won't. 
I don't mean to, I'm not trying to joke about the subject here, but it's almost like people who will do anything to not be looked at as an alcoholic, even though they are, because oh like, yes. I'm not, I'm not drinking alone, but he's like, so he That's wanted exactly to snack, he wanted to snack, <laughs> yes. but he's like, I, I can't snack alone or I'll yeah. have a problem. Yeah. And then I think he felt like a total fat ass and I was like <laughs> sitting here pushing it away and I'm like, look, you have it if you want it. I'm not ready for you. But it was just a very satisfying feeling within me because I was like, now you know how I feel. Sorry, I got off track there. But TCBY for me was the yogurt shop. Dater, tell us about your employment debut. It was at Pizza Hut, one city over from where I grew up. And you have, was it the red hutted, red roofed building? With no. the jukebox? No, no, I wish. That's a little bit uh, That's a little bit probably older than where I was when I was 16 getting that first job. And my mom said, now, if you're going to have a car, you're going to have to, you know, get a job. And I said, all right. And so she dropped me off. I felt that the application got the job. Start at the next week, all right? So the manager that was there when I first started was on the roof filling up latex gloves and tying them with water and throwing at throwing them at me. <laughs> That's my first manager. His name was Joe. Oh, boy. Hey, your current manager would probably do that, too, if we could get him the necessary supplies. <laughs> if we could provide the supplies. So he's, he, and I, he's on the roof of Pizza Hut. Throwing these at me, and I'm dodging. Like one almost smoked me in the face. I'm like, "Who is this guy?" He's like, he, he climbed down the ladder. He's like, "My name is Joe. I'm your manager." And I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be fun." So we had multiple water fights inside there. And I remember one time um, at the end of the shift, he was just like, "Hey, man, how many people in your household?" I said, "Just me and my mom." He goes, "All right." And he handed me six pizzas. He goes, "All right, you got pizza for a while." And I'm like, "Yeah." So we literally got so tired of eating pizza that I yeah. just was like, "Okay, this I'm done." You know, that was me at the yogurt shop. If you know, you could eat all you wanted, and it's so great at first, but after a while, you just don't even want to see it. Sure. Yeah. That's where it did help for me. So my first job was in the grocery store. Shout out to Schnucks. Uh, ironically, ironically, so we just talked about best friends. My friendship debut with Willie. Willie got a job at Deerberg's, which was the rival grocery store Get of Get out Schnucks. of town. Was and he like, a sacker? Was he a bagger? He was a bagger, too. But he ended up moving on to a couple other jobs where I actually worked at Schnucks for like four or five years until I got into radio. Four or five years? Three or four years, because then until I got into radio. Uh, it's the only other job outside of radio I've ever had. And I, I worked my way up. Like, I started bagging groceries, pushing carts. I got moved to the... Uh, uh, the Chef's Express department, which is their fancy work, you know, where you get the rotisserie chickens yes. and the chicken fingers, the hot chicken and things like that. And so I, I worked in the Chef's Express and then they remodeled the store. And when they remodeled the store, they combined the Chef's Express with the, with, with the regular deli department. So they didn't need as many people. Excuse me, podcast. I have to cough. <coughs> so they combined the Chef's Express and the deli and they were like, they liked me as an employee, but I was the low man on the totem pole at the time, so they didn't have a place for me there. But it worked out to my advantage. They're like, kind of a good news, bad news. Like, we will give you a raise early, but you have to shift departments. I'm like, oh, well, what department? They're like, we well, got to go to seafood. Seafood. No, get out of here. That's seafood. the end of that career. But uh-uh. you guys talk about how, like, Tater, you had unlimited pizza. Jenny, you had unlimited yogurt. It wasn't an issue for me because I despise seafood, yeah. so it worked out well. Plus, I was connected to the meat department. You go to the grocery store, usually the meat and the seafood share a counter. Okay, I feel like if I would have been arrested for this, it would have happened by now, so I'm okay to say it. I would take, uh, I would take like porterhouse steaks or fillets. Fillets were even better because fillets were just nice and round, and you could package them to look like a pound of ground beef. Oh. And I would charge myself for a pound of ground beef, Wait. but really I'd bring home like a couple of fillets. Terrible. 
Yeah, so I'm like, calling the police. You the call, schnooks police. You call, you call. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, I would charge myself like a pound of ground beef is what, five bucks? So I'd put like two pounds of filet mignon in there, but then just charge myself 10 bucks like I'm getting ground beef. I'm pretty sure I gave free yogurt to my friends. I'm pretty I, sure. Yeah. So I think we all. Free yogurt. What's up, Tater? I say you can't beat that meat. I, you can't beat that meat for can't sure. Can't beat that meat. Absolutely. This is a family show, okay? As we're talking about virginity and sexual debuts, it is a family show. I think the word asshole came up earlier. I'm pretty sure we're good. <laughs> I believe you called your husband a fat ass earlier. I did. I, I did call him a fat ass. <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm genuinely shocked that uh, two things. I wanted to talk about the genuinely shocked that your mom would ask you. About you losing your virginity. You're still a virgin? I, I, like, it, almost like she wrote it on her calendar. Like, all right, six months from now, I'm going to have to ask Michael if he's still a virgin. That, and then I can't believe Matthew actually got an ice cream sandwich. I can't either. He that, ate it, too. Wow. He did. Eat the whole thing. Like, because I feel like if Matthew, okay, let's go back to this now. If your husband is going to is gonna cheat on his diet here. Usually which, which, it's cheese on the broccoli. Which he always does. I But I would figure... When you do that, you go all out. That's when you say, hey, babe, let's go to Andy's and let's, let's get the real big dog daddy frozen custard. What are you messing around with a frozen ice cream sandwich? Thank you, there? because all he has to say is let's go to Andy's and I'm down. Right. But when I ask to go to Andy's, he's like, well, if that's what you want, I'll take you. Now, he, Ooh. he'll always oh, get... Oh, son of a... Oh. He, he'll always get something. Don't you... you know, don't worry. He'll get it. But he, it, I think psychologically, he feels better if it's not his idea. So I'll take you if that's where you want to go. Mm. I hate it. So I was excited that he threw the ice cream sandwich at me, but I can't believe the one time he threw it at me, I was like, I don't even want it. I just, I just ate. I just ate. Well, I, and let's let's talk about that for a second. We're going to go just total sharp left here. It's yeah. a podcast. We do what we want. Who in the world eats dessert right after dinner? They're, I usually do, believe it or not. What the hell is wrong with you? I don't know. You know what? It's actually a terrible, dirty habit. I have to have, even if it is one M&M, if it is one Hershey Kiss, if it is it was something. I have, You know, in fact, for a while, I bought a bag of chocolate chips and kept them in the freezer, and I would just eat a chocolate chip. I, I have to have sweet after I eat dinner. But it was weird. Yeah, I just didn't. I was very, very full, and I just did not have the desire for it when we ate oh, that. There's got to be that grace period. I need a good half hour. Do you even? Okay, now let's say... Okay, okay, let's go to a special. Let's go Thanksgiving, all right? The mo- most important dinner of the year, yeah. arguably. Yeah. Okay, do you... Tra- traditionally, Thanksgiving, you know, you have an earlier dinner, like a 3 o'clock dinner, right? And you, and you lay that spread do out and up. you chow down, mm. right? Usually, the way it, it's always been in my family and in, in, in my multiple families growing up is that dessert is served... Probably at least an hour yeah. after dinner is complete. At now, Thanksgiving, yes, because it's such a huge meal. But I'm talking about like, hey, we ate a burger and fries for dinner. Okay, let's have something for dessert. Usually it's right after. But yeah, that Thanksgiving dinner, no way. You would die. Okay. Would I, well, I, I didn't know. I think it's weird that you eat regular, after a regular dinner, you go straight to dessert. I'll just tell you, it's a terrible habit. And, and I've broken it before. I can break it again. But you have, giving up sugar is very hard. You just have to get through that terrible period where you just want to die. But once you give it up, it's it, then it's fine. Then I don't crave it anymore. But because I've gotten into the habit of having that something sweet after every meal, I just have to have it. I still haven't fully quit soda. Mm-hmm. Like, really? I'm, I'm still fighting it. Tater, you quit soda, right? Or did you start it? I, th- I thought I saw you like a couple of months ago have one. Where are you at on the soda journey? I actually had one this morning, which is a little weird. Uh, so on Slim for Life, you can have diet clear soda. But you can't have anything else. So I've been buying, and you know, I got a problem with Walmart, man. I, Whoa! Oh, hold yeah. on. Hold on. Before you get into that, hold just the r- real quick. Over the last two weeks, Jenny has called out Target. Yeah. And now you have called out Walmart. Hell, by the end of the week, I might not like hockey anymore. What's going what on is around happening? here? So uh, 
I, if I can have a soda and maybe a little bit of Tito's, you know, and I put that in there because it's not a lot of ca- calories in there, which I feel uh, bougie saying Tito's is my drink now. But, um, I, okay, so I'm looking for a diet clear soda. One day they have diet sugar-free Sprite. Right. The next day they won't. Then I have to go to diet 7-Up, like what I drank this morning. Because I just I grabbed one this morning. I said, I think I'm going to have, have me a, a soda pop, as mm-hmm. they say. And I'm like, man... Why in the world can they not just have both stocked up at all times? They have like a deal with each company. Like, all right, uh, this week we're only going to have yours, and the next week we're going to only have the other one. I'm I, like, what? Well, I wonder if maybe it's a sales issue. Like, maybe it doesn't sell enough to warrant keeping it fully stocked all the time. Is my guess? I don't have an answer to your question. Well, That's just my. I know I, right now a lot of things are out of stock everywhere just because of, I, I guess, COVID or just the world we're living in. Don't you feel like? Do you feel another sharp left? But don't you feel like everywhere you go. There's a help wanted sign, and there's literally one person working and holding down the fort. I went to a subway yesterday to get my son a sandwich, and there was one, I saw one human being in the place. Mm-hmm. Bless his heart. He was doing his very best, and he put his heart and soul into every sandwich he was making. But I was in there for close to a half an hour, and mm-hmm. there were only like two people ahead of me. It was a little insane. But I just, people just don't want to work right now. Every place is hiring. There's no excuse not to have a job right now, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, ta- uh, Taco Bell. Yeah. Katie loves her some talk. She's on like a Taco Bell kick right now. Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, hey, she's she's on the you fly, I'll buy kick. You go, you go to Taco Bell and I'll go. Absolutely. When I'm telling you, that drive through line is always wrapped all the way around. Out of 470 Woods Chapel, it's like a newer Taco Bell out there. Man, that thing is always packed and always understaffed. And let me tell you about this. I went to go watch a preseason football game. Mind you, it was a Monday night. I walk in, I sit down. This is Buffalo Wild Wings. For one, the entire dining section roped off. No one in there. I go to sit down at the bar, and the bartender walks up, and she goes, hey, just so you know, we only have wings and sides. And I go, well, I wanted to get a wrap, actually. She goes, I'm sorry. And I said, why? You guys don't have it in stock? She goes, no, we only have one cook. Yeah. So anything you can deep fry, and that even meant no chicken tenders. I'm like, that, what? I mean, that's the best they can do. (laughs) I went to a Panera at mm, two o'clock in the afternoon the other day, which so is no, not uh, prime time. No, no, right, but but definitely open at two o'clock in the afternoon. Sure, I go. The restaurant part is closed. Sign on the door. Very understaffed. Restaurant portion not open. Got to do a curbside order if you want one. You got to order it on your app, and it says, "If you don't like it, please apply. We need help." And I was like, "Well, that's." <laughs> Good Very for true. them. That's wow. awesome that they that they worded yeah. it like that. I guess I'm just blown away by it because, like I said, we've talked about this before. I love. I've always loved to work. Um, I mean, I don't need another job right now, so I'm okay. But I feel like, dag, if I needed one, I mean, there's definitely some jobs out there. Was it on the air on this podcast where we pointed out that there was? That I think it was on the air, but uh, there's a McDonald's in Kentucky that oh. really pushed hard because yes. you know they they had like you know here's fifteen dollars an hour, whatever, let's go. Still, like, they got very few applications, so they really started pushing uh, their advertising for employment to 14- and 15-year-olds. Ready for your first job? You're ready to make your own money? And they got a ton of applications. Mm-hmm. And these younger, you know, 14-, 15-year-olds, they're, they're better with technology. You know, the younger you are, the better you are with technology. That's just the way it is. And they, they said that that McDonald's has been thrilled with the production they got. They're, like, they're eager to work. They're excited to have their first job. They understand the technology. It's easy to them. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, see, and then there are those, you know, those those Karens, sorry if you're a Karen and you're cool, but they're those Karens who are like, you can't ask a child at 14 to work. Okay, well, if they want to work oh, at 14 yeah. and they're capable and they want to start making their own money, why would you why discourage not? that? 
I worked at 15. I was, you, you could get a job at 15 and then, and I did, and I loved it. And I loved working with my friends. We always had so much fun, no matter where I worked, a pizza shop or whatever. You know what I mean? We just, we always had a good time. We had a good crew of younger people that worked there and I don't know. I have some good memories. Yeah, of my, those times. My, my problem at the grocery store is, you know, then they'd hire the you know new girls to come on. I ended up getting their number. They don't want to date me. Was... Well, I mean, when you were in the seafood department, yeah. <laughs> forget it. Like that, when you get off your right. shift and you smelled like a fish tank. Well, I, <laughs> I can see the appeal. As long as they didn't <laughs> smell like fish, we were good to go. You know, so... and that's a wrap on the podcast today. Hey, coming up next week on the podcast, we're going to learn about chug. I can't wait to hear all about Chug. Uh, also, hey, real quick, and before we sign off, I do want to say this. Uh, we're really excited to see this podcast and continue to grow. We honestly didn't know how it would do if anybody would listen. But to all of you who do every week, we really appreciate you. And one of the things that, you know, if you want, uh, one of the things that really helps us out is however you listen. Like, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, there's an option to give, like, a five-star review if you feel we're worthy of that. Uh, if you leave a description of why you like the podcast, and I know this is time-consuming. I'm asking a lot. If you have the time, you don't mind doing it, just write in a couple sentences about why you like the podcast. That, that that really helps us out a lot. That that makes us look good. Like, it helps our podcast be seen by more people. For sure. If, if you're able to do that, we appreciate it. If you don't feel like, at least maybe just like a quick five-star, like, a quick five star, like just also, click those five stars. if you have anything you'd like for us to talk, and we will pretty much talk about anything on this podcast. If you have an idea, suggestion, something mm-hmm. you'd like us to get into a conversation about, by all means, you can reach out to all of us on social media or q104kc.com if you're going to forget yeah. what's what. You can I, find us all there. Yeah, or a quick email. Honestly, yeah. like I'm Mike, you're Jenny, that's Tater. It's literally like Mike, Jenny, Tater, either one of us, at q104kc.com. Yeah, we have to, very easy well, email we do, addresses. But we don't. It's not Tator. It's T-A-T-E-R. It's not Jenny with an I-E. It's J-E-N-N-Y. And it's not Mike, M-Y-Q. It's just M-I-K-E. M-Y-Q. There's a comedian like Mike something. It's M-Y-Q is how he spells it. No, it's M-I-K-E, J-E-N-N-Y, T-A-T-E-R, not O-R. At Q104KC.com. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk to you next week.